this is going to be our first episode of Manga for Dummies, which will be a series where we look at other completed manga series. Um, we're going to pretty much just go through the whole series, but chapter by chapter, arc by arc, and then we'll do a deep dive, give our thoughts without spoiling ahead. So to do that, there's me, Yuan, and there's also... I'm VJ. Hi. <laughs> Fucking, I'm nervous, dude. <laughs> And I'm Max. Nice to meet you. All right, perfect. So for our first series, uh, we wanted to pick something that wasn't exactly too long, but it wasn't too short, that uh, was decently well-known. So um, we ended up just just, just choosing something that you probably heard of. So it's called um, Full Metal Alchemist, uh, FMA for short. So to start, I think it's, it's just cool if I were to ask you guys, what do you guys know about Full Metal Alchemist and what's your relationship with the series itself? Uh, I mean, I've I've read through it, and I've watched the anime, so you could say I'm pretty familiar. It has been a while, though, so I'm uh, pretty excited to get back into it. Uh, for me, I've just watched the anime, both of them, Brotherhood and the first one they made, and uh, just starting to read the manga for the first time, so I'm hoping to see what the uh, differences are. Which uh, which did you watch first, dude? The 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 full model Alchemist. What did you the think of it? The 2003 one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. 2003 on uh, YTV. Oh, <laughs> my. Yo, the throwbacks. <laughs> what did you think of it compared to the new one? I thought the art was better on the first one. Really? At, at the start, then then like you started looking at Brotherhood more and more, and I think it just the story got so much better, and then the, I thought the character drawing was also better. So Cool, cool, cool. All right, cool. cool. So this on this first episode, we'll mainly be... Just uh, running through the, sh- the the show itself, well, not the show, the series itself. So we're going to give some background information. And then uh, we're going to really study the first five chapters. So if, if you want to read along, those are the first five chapters. So oh, I think man. I'm just going to throw out some, some fun facts. Um, so there's actually another podcast called Wizard and the Bruiser, who did a pretty cool um, overview of everything about Fullmetal Alchemist, except for the story itself. So if you ever want to learn more. That's a good companion piece to this. So the series was done by Hiromu Arakawa. Now, BJ, apologies you... for butchering that name. <laughs> if that's the case, by the way. No, no. The thing is, you you just don't apologize and pretend that you're always right. So. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, that won't make anybody hate us. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what do you guys <laughs> do? You guys know anything about this 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 person? I don't. All right. Sounds Japanese. <laughs> yes. Okay. That, that's very good. Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> here's a here's a few facts. So first of all, uh, it is a female mangaka. Oh no way! Wow, I didn't know that. What's a mangaka? Mangaka hey, is pretty much author, just like a, yeah, like a manga artist. Exactly. Oh. Um, can you guys guess the age that she first started publishing Full Metal Alchemist? <sighs> Yo, she was fifteen. Yeah, I want to say because of the El- like the Elric brothers' age, I want to say fifteen too. So you guys are actually really far off. It's uh, she her first 40. chapter came out at twenty eight years old. Oh shit! Which oh, is very wow. old, even even for manga artists. Um, the reason being that she was actually on a farm family, so she didn't get to go to Tokyo where all the all the fancy manga magazines yeah. are. The mainstream stuff. Yeah, so she didn't really get a chance until she was really older. And then she became an assistant. And then 
until she finally got her opportunity to publish something at, at 20 years old. Oh. I mean, is there is there a typical age where mangaka start doing their stuff? So no, there's not really a typical age, but um, I mean it's a, it's an artist type profession, isn't it? Like Yeah, so you don't really get your breakthrough. You know, uh the thing is like even if most people start as assistants to other bigger names. Okay. Um but I, I like I don't know how the crediting system works. Like here we have IMDb for for like productions. Mm-hmm. But like when we talk about manga, like there's rarely like assistant writer or assistant drawer or something like that. So it's really hard to get your name out. So it's more like an inside thing. Well, to be fair, I'm. I mean, we don't really have the means to read. Uh, you know, hard, hard, hardcover, hard copy versions of the manga itself. So I would assume that in those magazines like Shonen Jump and stuff, I I, I would assume that the author is credited at the end. Yeah, that might be it. Um, so after Full Metal Alchemist, which is by far her most successful work, uh, she has done some other work. Uh, I'm just going to throw the names out. I want to know if you guys ever heard of them. So the biggest one, I think, is Silver Spoon. Wait, what is this? Uh, it's her second work after Full Metal Alchemist. I've oh, heard wow. the, the title, but I've never actually read it. So uh, Silver Spoon is just about like a, a farming high school. Uh, so Ooh, it's actually based sort of a, it's sort of like a based on her, her childhood. Uh, I actually read it, uh, it's right now on a hiatus, so that I, it's just a really a long wait, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty decent, it's a pretty decent, um, palate cleanser after you finish a full male alchemist. Uh, she also drew hero tales and heroic legend of Arslan. I never read hero tales, but, uh, Arslan isn't written by her, but it's drawn by her. Uh, and it's it's pretty good. Huh. I do want to state for the record that uh, of the three of us, I think Yuan is the most veteran manga and anime watcher. Uh, I think me and Max hover at around the same level. I'd say I'm maybe a little more n- knowledgeable than him in terms of shows watched and series read. Most likely. But, uh, yeah. So if you just hear Yuan going off and me and Max not talking, it's because we're truly listening and invested in what he's saying because we probably don't know it. And to be fair, I did do some research, so it's not it's not all in my brain. Uh, all right, sure. so let's go back to Formula Alchemist itself. It ran from 2001. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> it ran from 2001 to 2010, so that's a nine-year span. And it was published in monthly years. Shonen Gangan which uh, is published by Square Enix. Do you guys know anything about Square Enix? No. Are you serious? Yes, it's by Square Enix. That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, they made Final Fantasy, or they published it. Is that what it is? I know about Square Enix. Yeah. If you heard of Square Enix, it's probably through Final Fantasy. And Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) Uh, Dragon (laughs) Quest. For 3% of people. (laughs) Well, I mean, if they're listening to this, then it's probably more than 3%. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the whole manga spanned 27 volumes, uh, and it yeah. it created two animes, which we sort of briefly talked about, the 2003 one and the 2009 one. Uh, yeah. The 2003 one is just called Full Metal Alchemist, and the 2009 one is called Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Now... Spirit story, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We did sort of talk about that... You know, the series is pretty popular. So I actually went on my anime list 
which isn't exactly the best place good, but it's a good aggregator of opinions. Mm-hmm. So I want you guys to guess how highly ranked in terms of manga is it on those lists. I'd say top ten for sure. Manga? So top hundred. But I'm top. sure you're gonna you're gonna pull the rug out from under us again. So That's why, why don't you go ahead and say it? All right. So it is ranked third highest manga under Berserk and oh, my bad. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Steel Ball Run. But honestly, to me, if we consider the fact that people who voted for Berserk are probably suffering from Stockholm syndrome, and <laughs> I'd, I would agree, as and, I am one of those people. And honestly, uh, I think the JoJo guys sort of cheated because they actually separated each of the sagas into like a, a separate thing that you could vote for. So I think yeah, they have like, they have seven. Do all their sagas right get a separate voting? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's yeah, a little bit of a because they're each different series technically. To be I mean, to be fair the though, story anymore, so. that's the thing. I, I'd say it's appropriate that they do it because you know after the second one things shift wildly. Yeah. But but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's it's light cheating, I guess. Yeah, it's. I think it's it's a little bit cheat here. Um, in terms you're telling of telling me, One Piece isn't in the top three. Disappointed. Well, One Piece. It's not in the top three. Man, are we about to have there. a hot take in the first four minutes of our first episode? <laughs> I don't like One Piece. Okay, there I said it, but we're not talking about One Piece today. Let's move back to Full Metal Alchemist. All right, so uh, the animes themselves are actually really popular too. So let's do a quick guess of where Brotherhood and the original stand. I'd say top five again. Yeah, I think that's fair. So, oh, same. Brotherhood, Brotherhood is, anyway, is by far world. the number the one anime. Yup. Yeah. Now, now, the original one isn't really ranked as high in terms of votes. Um, mm. So, it's ranked like 200-something. So, it's not as, as like widely acclaimed. Mm-hmm. But if we look at the number of people that said they've watched it, it's actually the 39th most popular anime. So there's Like actually, according to views, basically. Yeah, yeah, in, basically. in terms of views. Okay. So, it's still a lot. Uh, in terms of success, uh, the the whole series sold for seventy point three million volumes. Good for her, making what it the twenty sixth best selling title. Damn. And it's also the only series published by Enix to have sold over fifty million. Hey, nice. How many have they published? Uh, they've published a lot. You probably heard of a few. Um, I think they they did like Dragon Quest stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay. But those aren't ha- don't those don't have like a international appeal, so they don't haven't sold as much as Fullmetal Alchemist. Oh, it's under- I get it. Yeah. And if we consider, I, I, I looked at a few Dragon Quest. They didn't. They weren't that great. So. I read the whole series. Yeah, I read Adventure of Die, which I really liked as a kid. Yeah, with the kid with the the the, the emblem on his forehead or whatever. Yeah? yeah, yeah, that was really nice. Yeah, that I was wild. Um, but yeah, Very if we if we consider though. like the bigger magazines like um, Shonen Jump and stuff like that. Uh, it's actually it's it's quite rare to find something from Shonen Gangan to be on on the list. Wow! And finally, <laughs> looks like the planets really aligned for this girl. I'm really happy. <laughs> I mean, you say girl, but the the time by the time she started, she was a full fledged woman, dude. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. This woman, it's not <laughs> I'm not being disrespectful. She, I mean, she's a girl, and we're boys. It's just <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, um, so let's see. Full Metal Alchemist. So I think a good place to start with, just for VJ, as the most artistically 
talented among us. Can you just give us like a, a brief explanation of the type of atmosphere, the type of setting it's put in? Honestly, uh, it was uh, the art is something I'd very much like to touch on. Uh, before we go to it, I do want to. I do want to briefly come back to the animes themselves. We will get to talking about the story and stuff, but I, I'm I'm truly curious. Do you guys remember the anime at all? The first one? Yes, I definitely I don't. remember. I, I don't remember any of it. So I, think... I mean, story wise, I don't remember. I just remember art wise that the faces are more round than the than the Brotherhood <laughs> or the manga itself, and that bugged me a lot. That is an apt observation there, Max. <laughs> it was disturbingly what, round, what can I say? Like, I mean, in, ter- in terms of plot itself, though, like, what was it about if it wasn't recre- if it wasn't following the manga? Okay, so I think I can explain, because I-, I watched it, like, roughly as it was airing as a kid. Mm-hmm. But I-, I, g- I gave it a real good pause, uh, right around where we're going to stop talking about the, the series today. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea of Fullmetal Alchemist is that it was it had like a darker tone at the beginning. Like if we compare the scene that we're going to talk about today oh and God. in the, the same scene, Brotherhood does it like does it better in some sense and like visually, but in mm-hmm. a similar sense, the atmosphere made more sense in the original. Okay. But somewhere down the line, uh, what happened is that um the manga wasn't able the manga started to the manga was still on a consistent publishing rate, but the mm-hmm. anime was coming out too quickly. So you know that thing where um, instead of filler, filler arcs, uh, they just decided to... and, and Write Hiro- their own story? Yeah, they write their own story. And Hiromu okay. Arakawa, the, the mangaka, gave it the go-ahead because she okay. considered the anime to be its its own self. Oh, okay. So she didn't like force them to do anything. They could have cool, probably cool. gone down the filler arc, like the filler arcs, but I don't think she wanted that in the end. Yeah, because this is a manga with no filler. Everything is important to the story, you know? Like, everything they do has a purpose. Because even in manga, sometimes there is there are filler arcs, I guess you can say. Stuff that's just to pan out the... Oh, you know, I don't really want to go there, but... Um... <laughs> I'm about to talk here, and I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't let, it, let that well, go. Well, I mean, it, for example, in One Piece, and this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but, you know, when the whole goal is to get to one piece and this is you know luffy's main goal and stuff i feel like i i feel like there is a lot of pandering a lot of of stretching the plot out stretching the plot yeah stretching the plot and and it it can help right it builds a very rich world and i think a a youtuber that me and you all know uh gigguk i think you remember him you yeah i remember him he talks about how each island or each you know world or whatever is its own uh, adventure contained within itself. Right. And I feel like that can work for a certain amount of time, but eventually, and this is what happened to me with One Piece itself, is that it it, it just it, I want to know what happens. You know, I'm a big fan of overarching plots and seeing their conclusion and all that. And so, seeing all these mini stories is fun to a certain extent, but at some point, it's I just want to get to the meat of the stuff, you know. Yeah, I just want that's to... that's where it's similar with the Full Metal Alchemist. Like they caught up to the manga artists, so yeah, exactly. And, exactly. In terms of the anime itself from 2003, that's that's its own thing. But I mean, for the manga and the and the Brotherhood anime itself, it it's its own. There is no filler, you know. Everything mm-hmm. that happens in the plot serves the plot in some way, you know. 
it, it addresses themes from the manga and the series overall and concepts that are constantly revisited throughout the series. And I feel like that's really, I feel like that's excellent storytelling and writing. Well, that's also why they probably restarted the series, the anime series. I agree. The story that the, the artist wanted to portray. Now, now, to be fair, I think there's like two different goals of the two, the two series. One is that, like, for, for example, One Piece has far Almost, I would I would argue as far better world building, so like mm-hmm. you would know like for example well, I don't uh, this isn't a One Piece uh, series but uh, <laughs> you would know that there's like snails for phones which like yeah. like that's pretty cool but like on the other hand like with Full Metal Alchemist like we there's honestly a more concise story and that's mm-hmm. like almost better planned but at the same time we don't know as much as we would from the One Piece series. I get it. I, I get what you're saying for sure. But you know what? We'll we'll save One Piece for a later episode because it's going to be yeah, juicy, that's and, for sure. And to be fair, uh, I think One Piece will be not ending anytime soon, so we won't need to tackle it anytime soon. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so uh, the series came out monthly uh, in the magazine because Monthly Shonen Jump is uh, – mon- mm-hmm. Monthly Shonen Gangan is a monthly series. So what happens mm-hmm. is that uh, – each chapter is actually much is about roughly two to three times the length of a usual Shonen Jump chapter. So, yeah. for example, this, the the chapters that we are reading today uh, actually have like forty plus pages, which is actually pretty insane if we consider um, how many uh, chapters there are in total. And it does come out at the end to roughly about a hundred chapters, give or take one or two. So I think uh, we might as well just start with the one shot, which is chapter zero. So I think we all read the chapter zero, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess, Max, since this is your first time reading the manga, can you just give us a quick overview of what happened in chapter zero? So uh, the Elric brothers, the two alchemists, they arrive in a town looking for a stone. And uh, the stone that they're looking for is the Philosopher's Stone, and they're looking for this because they lost their bodies in trying to revive their mother. So this is basically a plot premise where they're trying to find the stone to bring back their old selves, well, their their bodies back to normal because of a, a sin they committed. And so this is where this first one-shot starts at. Okay, so I guess the first question is, considering most of the time one-shots are used to pitch, would you guys have picked this up? Absolutely. I thought it was great. Uh, I will say, and this is not to rag on the people who who took the time to translate uh, the manga itself, but I will say for the most part, in, in most versions I've seen, the translation in the, in the one-shot is, is kind of rough, just a little bit. It gets the message across, obviously, but it always... It always tends to take me out of it when, you know, they're in a very tense and serious moment and the the English is just wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, they have all these sound translations or some of them are kind of wonky, but... Yeah, but that, you know, I, I feel like that didn't really take away from the overall experience. Uh, honestly, I, I will say minus the looseness of the rules of alchemy itself, which is more um explicitly stated in the later chapters or when the series actually kicks off right i think i think the pitch was brilliant it perfectly showcases our main characters personalities and their story like max said you know their whole goal is to find the philosopher's stone to bring back their bodies and stuff 
and it introduces the reader to a larger world that I'm curious to learn more about as I read on. So uh, going back to what you said about the world building in One Piece, <laughs> we're just talking about One Piece today. <laughs> um, I, I do I do see what you're saying with the world building maybe being stronger in other parts, but I feel like the series does a good job of world building if it makes you curious about the world itself. And I feel like the uh, they very organically introduce uh, uh, premises like the government corruption and this and that within the world itself, and they do it very naturally through dialogue in between characters, and that that makes me curious to read on and know what they're talking about and learn more about the world itself. So, with all that said, um, do you guys feel that they explain alchemy? good enough because at times uh at least for here it didn't seem too much like magic but at certain points i do feel that it sort of feels like magic well in in the story as you saw when the they tried to fix the vase when they fix the vase mm -hmm. like the reader won't necessarily understand the rules because they explain none of it but everyone in the world seems to understand what alchemy is itself yeah, I do like that alchemy isn't it isn't really like a hidden magic. It's like understood, but not everybody could do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I could, agree. And I think it's even mentioned at one point. That's, no, it's not mentioned in this chapter. It's mentioned in a later chapter that you can even <laughs> study it for a bit and then just give up, but you can still technically do it as a regular person. You don't have to be... Exactly. They make it, uh, they make it an approachable concept kind of thing. It's not taboo, it's not magic, it's just you really need to put the time in and learn it. Right, and not everybody mm. has that, that time or talent, and they have their yeah. own lives to live. Exactly. Um, so I think I, we could just go ahead and do chapter one, because there's a lot of things that are sort of transferred over in, in part or in full, mm -hmm. um, that sort of reappear in, in the following chapters. Yeah. Well, I mean, talking about the rules of alchemy itself before, like I said in the one shot, it was a little loose. You know, it's, I, I can't – I'm trying to think of a specific example that I had. It was, uh, it was when, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Ed is approached by the General uh, Alsner or whatever his name is. You know, yeah, the, and the big bad in, in one shot. Exactly, the big bad in the pitch in the one shot, and he asks for an immortal body, right? Um. El, he Ed, well Ed complies with him and does what he asks, but he he finds a loophole in it mm -hmm. and puts like a screw in the the transmutation so that over time the general's body would become iron, right? Which I think was was great irony and stuff. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> it, it was good irony, but at the same time, I feel I feel that later in the series that wouldn't really have flown with the logic of alchemy and everything and this is why i said the rules were maybe a little more loose you know there was like a time delay transmutation which doesn't really exist in the official in air quotes uh, world of full metal alchemist because every all the transmutations are technically immediate yeah exactly right, right yeah, yeah exactly exactly so i feel uh minus that one thing in the in the one shot itself uh you know, following immediately in chapter one, they start by before you know any major alchemy is performed. They explain the rules and they keep to those rules for. I mean, I'd say all of the series for the most part, minus, well, minus the end where we won't spoil anything, but things 
you know, they escalate and escalate and it doesn't become bad, but it becomes not, it becomes a lot compared to what they start with, you know? Right. So one last thing before we move out, move out of the one shot is I, I just relooking at it again. Like mm-hmm. the art is really, really good. Yeah. Sorry to bring back what you were asking me before. Uh, about the art itself. I think it is really good and I want to preface this by saying because Max you brought this up uh, that the art can sometimes be um, off-putting in some series sometimes. I will play the devil's advocate here because I'm not I'm not excusing bad art in manga because sometimes it is not the prettiest thing to look at but I will say that the more you look and read on in the series itself the less the art matters, I guess I'll, I could say. Like, you don't mind it as much. Right, it just becomes normal for you. Exactly. You familiarize yourself. Like, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So I think one thing is that the art style isn't, like... Like, it's great that it's not chibi. Like, the eyes aren't, like, ex- excessively large. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look like actual humans, to be honest. It's proportionate. Yeah, it makes sense. Everything like. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the bad guy has, like... Uh, he has like lines on his face when they get mad you can see like their eyebrows are furrowing and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah. and especially when when um what's his name El- Elric Edward yeah that's it Edward yeah, rips off <laughs> rips off his his like his jacket and then he shows his arm like the amount of detail on that like full full uh, what's it called auto mail or whatever it's called the auto mail yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the detail is actually insane yeah for I I completely agree but I do want to hear Max's opinion on the art uh, having said what I said before I. I give in my two cents as the uh, <laughs> resident art expert. <laughs> I really enjoy the manga art a lot more than the anime art. As I said, I thought the anime art was very round in here. Everything has ang- has angles. It's sharp. Like you can see, like the distinction in the faces of the cheekbones and everything. Mm-hmm. So it looks it's, it's a lot better to look at. You're saying it's cleaner in the manga. Yes, exactly. I get you. I get you. Uh, well, I, I totally agree with what you guys are saying. I thought the line, the use of the lines were very simple and they're effective and sharp. I did notice as well, at least in these first five chapters, uh, it probably changes later on because, as you know, with more budget, they uh, they right. can afford to do more things with the art itself. Uh, they use this specific filter in uh, Ed's coat and uh, Al's armor, and it really makes them pop, and I find myself... Uh, very often just my eyes were guided to where they were. I would never lose them in a crowd type of thing. And I don't know if this is something you guys noticed either, was it? I see, yeah, I see it I now looking that. at yeah. it again. Yeah, it they, they use now that you mention it. Exactly. They use that little grayed out filter with a little with a little bit of texture mm-hmm. and they they constantly use it on the protagonists, which I think is a really smart move on the part of the artist because it brings them to the forefront and you can never lose them in a crowd, as I said. Uh, aside from that, I I really love the character designs. Oh, dude, the, the Alphonse's armor. Oh, that exactly, is beautiful. exactly. <laughs> I love I love their designs. It's their it, I I go as far to say it's iconic. You know, I feel like a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of us. You know, I, just me and a friend of ours, uh, Jag. I we learned how to draw armor by studying Al's armor itself. And uh, I, I think it's a it's a beautiful piece. The designs themselves, like you were saying, the auto mail, it all looks connected, and it looks like it could work in the real world, which is the job of an artist. Right. And I think the artist herself did it beautifully. And I also this is something I noticed reading back is that I loved the character design 
between both characters. There's a stark contrast you see in terms of height with Al being a large suit of armor and, and being bulky, and you see El, uh, Ed himself being more short and slim. And you, in, in terms of personality, too, you see uh, Al as a calm and collected person versus Ed, who's maybe a bit of a hothead and still a little immature. Right, he's like compensating for his height. Exactly, and that goes a little beyond the art itself, but the art is a clear, defin- it's a clear uh, representation of that if you will, you know, with Ed's uh, red. I mean, it's not red in the manga, obviously, but in the anime you see it's red, which descri- which can, you know, represent his passion and stuff. <clears throat> and I feel like past the one shot, uh, the art has only become sharper, you know. Again, going back to that filter and stuff and just the, the use of lines is really expertly done, and I really like it. So at the same time, I do feel that she sort of shows like her her funner side, like the way mm-hmm. when he summons a sword. Well, not summon, but he transmutes a sword. The sword, yeah. the sword looks like a shark. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's another. That's a that's a good thing I wanted to talk about, but it plays into a larger aspect, so I'll hold off on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having said all this, do you guys do you guys notice these things in the art, or am I just completely in the dark here? No, I I, I definitely notice. There's like some key things that makes it like uh, visually attractive, that makes everything make sense. That mm-hmm. I don't think uh, uh, not every not everybody gets it the first shot. Right. As a first try, this is insanely the... impressive. Oh yeah, for sure. I agree with you 100. percent It's it's really great. Sorry, Max. What were you gonna say? The 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 shading of the characters and the the filter that they use. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that at first, but mention, when you mention it, going back to everything, it it's very obvious. Yeah. So I definitely agree with you on that. That's great. Oh, well, I'm glad I wasn't completely in the dark there. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So we spent actually a surprisingly large amount of time on the one shot. So let's head into chapter one. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just from the first chapter where we see uh, the first page of the first chapter where we just see Edward there with no leg with, with his is that his left or his right let's see his, it's his, his left. Uh, left yeah it's his, his left, his left yeah, leg yeah. gone it's just such a powerful image of course it really grips your attention right off the bat and then well I guess once again we could just have Max do a quick run through of what exactly happened in chapter one sure go ahead Max <laughs> so uh, sort of similarly to the previous chapter we visited, sort of the one-shot, this mm-hmm. sort of takes setting in a similar town with similar characters. So they basically just retook the same characters and placed them in a different setting. Mm-hmm. So we're in a town where religion is very prosperous, and they all believe in this one man and religion called Leto. And uh, he performs miracles every day, and it says he can bring people back to life. So here, the Elric brothers visit the town for the first time because they've heard news of well, they're still in the search for the philosopher's stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they they're walking through town and they meet different types of people. And finally, at one point, when they're resting, they perform alchemy, and this leads them to meeting with the the said the high priest of the religion just because he is doing magic that shouldn't be done that mm-hmm. isn't technically possible mm-hmm. 
Right. And so, what, what did you think of it overall, Max? Well, I thought it was like uh, the pilot episode. Mm-hmm. That, well, pilots. Yeah, yeah the pilot yeah, chapter. Yeah, the pilot episode that I saw, like, because I saw this episode a lot on TV. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was really great, like, introducing, a, like, a sort of a desert town area that's like an oasis. Mm-hmm. Well, this is exactly what I was talking about before uh, in terms of uh, the, the the world richness, you know. It, it was like I said, <clears throat> I, I feel like this first chapter took everything the, the one shot did and did it better. You know, it, it built upon the pitch and these this ca- this chapter, but, you know, the chapters coming after it as well, they reintroduced this vast and rich world with major plot elements that are rep- that are presented, like, early on in the series, such as the Philosopher's Stone itself and the Elric Brothers' objectives. And also, um, this is something I noticed, too, uh, reading back, is that uh, often you see uh, phrases that are repeated, you know, like the dogs of the army sentence. Oh, right. Yeah, like it's a derogative term. Yeah, exactly. Like this theme is is constantly uh, being recycled. Well, not recycled, but it's it's constantly being represented into the story. Uh, and I think it's really smart. I, I feel like it keeps the story cohesive and the themes present and prevalent. I mean, in terms of reoccurring things, I think one thing that reoccurs a lot is the uh, the full metal, like, the people running towards Alphonse, calling him the Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, that, yeah. That I think that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I think and that's, that's a common good. trope. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the brother has to live with. No yeah. What. what What do you guys think of that? By the way, the um, the name, the the comedy aspect of the series. Oh, okay. So I think it. Um, obviously, this is not a comedy manga forward uh, kind of series. So mm-hmm. I think it it plays just enough. To have some some fun jokes without it over going overboard, so that you get you get annoyed by it. So I think it has a really good balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it well it keeps the seriousness not too high because they're all they're all looking for things and they're all lo- searching for goals and they're all put in very stressful situations. So jokes here and there lighten up the mood a bit. Yeah, I totally agree with both of you. I think her her sense of comedic timing is really good, uh, and she knows exactly, like Max said, you know when to be serious and when to line the mood a little bit, which is perfect. I think it very it, it really you know keeps the story from being repetitive. I also feel that this, this chapter has like really quickly put us in a in a world where you could have an idea of how advanced the technology is. So there's like a radio, uh, there's guns, but at the same time there's um. There's like there's no fancy like high tech stuff either, so it has like a gritty feel without feeling like a medieval kind of setting. Um, mm-hmm. So there's like religion too, obviously. Uh, the reason why people believe this guy is like some some god given being is that they understand alchemy. They all understand alchemy, how alchemy works, which is that you have to have one for one. Um, but this guy is actually, is... actually, that's that's different than the one shot. In this case, I don't believe that these people in this town specifically know about alchemy. So I think it they... seems like a bit of a foreign concept. Yeah, I, I have to agree with Max there. Because you see in like the later pages that uh, Alphonse does alchemy to fix the radio, mm-hmm. and they're all like, "It's magical divine power." So, well, I I think it's more that for like there's like. The reason why they believe this guy is like a magical dude 
is that he seemingly, because he has a Philosopher's Stone, he's able to create something from nothing. So that's why they're impressed. Oh, I get what you're saying. Like, oh, his yeah. alchemy it's... transcends yeah, alchemy. This, like this dude's alchemy, alchemy is, like, far beyond what standard alchemy is, and that's why it's impressive. At least... But even then, before with the radio concept, like, they didn't understand what the pentagram circle Yeah, I guess that does make sense. Yeah, maybe I'm looking too far ahead. But in later chapters, you see that some of them do understand what alchemy is. I think it's just this town in particular that they portray. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, briefly touching back on that, sorry guys, I hate to go back like this go and halt the conversation. You guys were talking about the setting in which the world takes place. Mm-hmm. What would you classify the world itself as? Would you say it's like Victorian steampunk type of thing? Like, what would you, what would you call it? Because I'm actually curious because it is a very, I don't want to say vague uh, world setting, but it, it's unique for sure. I think it's it's like roughly like the industrial age, like the beginning where you start seeing like steam engines and stuff like that mm. I, I would say it's like after world war Two, like just like 1950 oh shit yeah date too? damn that's that's a, well <laughs> i think they have a date in it right they, they do have a date weapons. in it oh they might actually yes. yeah it's like in the 1940s or something yeah that's wow that's really smart damn so is that what would you what is that classified as that that era like would you call like in this in the sense or in the same style as uh, steampunk and yeah, cyberpunk I think it's definitely and stuff like steampunk. That. Well, not cyberpunk, but steampunk for sure. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Is that a thing though? Because I, I know the Fable games. I would say have that same type of style, yeah, except I, the alchemy is magic. So, what is that yeah. like? Industrial revolution Actually, I think type of Fable thing. Fable is is slightly like like a hundred years behind this. Fable had a lot more magic. Like, there's no like electrical devices. Yeah, it was well, a lot Fable, more Fable three though. Fable three uh, did have that. Fable to me, have... Fable died at Fable one. Oh, dude, Fable two is good. Come on, <laughs> Fable three. We don't have to Fable talk about it, but Fable two is good. He died at Fable one. <laughs> All right, we're not gaming podcast. Get... <laughs> we're losing track here. We're losing track here. <laughs> All right. Okay, but sorry. Continuing on with what you guys were saying. Uh, one thing I really like is that they actually play with the fact that Alphonse's body is empty. So, like for example, Rose is hidden inside. I guess where the stomach would be. Yeah. yeah, that's really clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, they have a lot of cute moments like that that I I can really respect, and it just shows off more quirks about the characters itself. It, it's it's a classic example of show don't tell, you know, because mm-hmm. that that's not the only time. Well, not to spoil anything, but that's not the only time that Al does that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, yeah, he's did that I a, few a few times. Yeah, he does it later on in the series as well. But it, you know, we're not going to talk about that. Um, but you know, not only that, but I do like, um, when they're in the church and Rose is trying to convince them to follow Ledoism or Leto or whatever it is. Um, I really liked how Ed's notes still include the recipe for a human being. Right. Cause you, <laughs> cause you know, as someone, as, as the, as people who have read the manga, the foreshadowing there and the way it's planted so organically, I just thought was really cool. Right. You know? And I do. Okay. So one thing is that, um, this priest guy, like he definitely knows what what alchemy is, so he realizes that uh, you need a one for one, but you also need an alchemist circle. And then he's actually impressed that um, that uh, Edward is able to do alchemy without an alchemist circle, which I think is also a good call for future chapters. You get mm-hmm. to learn like how he's able to learn that. Um, mm-hmm. So I they also introduced really early on chimeras, like the idea of a chimera. 
Yeah. yeah. Which I which later on we'll talk about like why this is important. Dear God. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the darkness. And uh he and God. and then they finally reveal why he's called the full metal alchemist. That reveal was so that was a really I mean, nice one. It, it's it's really cool. There there are these things I like to call anime moments, you know? Like, I, it happens in movies, too, like, even live-action movies where just something is anime, you know, where some there's this big reveal, and it's really important, and it's cool as hell, and you just gush like you're, like, a six-year-old, you um, know? One thing I, I want to note, like, when he reveals his, his metal arm, if you mm-hmm. look at, like, everywhere around his metal arm, like, it's not a clean, it's not a clean addition. There's, like, scars no, and stuff. No, exactly. And it looks yeah, like Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, it was a messy process, and you could definitely tell. Yeah, that was really nice. Um, mm-hmm. I also really like how, you know, if I was an alchemist and I could do what he could do, like, and I pulled out a spear of the ground, like, I definitely wouldn't add extra details, like the little dragon thing. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would, like, <laughs> make it as simple as possible, so I'm impressed he had the time to do that. For sure. Um, I feel like that goes uh, goes back to a, another uh, another cute little thing I like that the author does uh, to display uh, their intelligence. Because, you know, obviously doing that as opposed to making a simple spear is difficult, or so we're led to believe, you know? Yeah. It, I, feel like display, I feel like the author constantly takes the time to display their intelligence, like with the spear, how he can make a very intricate blade out of his arm, uh, that scene in the train where he makes a, a tunnel that funnels the water into that other cart where the bad guys are. Right. I feel like that's all really cute moments, but not, not just cute moments. I feel like it's smart. It's a smart move on the character's part and the author's part to just display this intelligence. And you guys know what I'm talking about. For those of you who don't... Um, I won't spoil it, but it makes a certain uh, event in the later parts of the series have way more impact because, you know, this, this, this intelligence that they display is constantly being shown and it's in your face. Right. You... One thing that I really like in the series as a whole, and mm-hmm. once again, I'm not going to spoil ahead, but uh, they actually rely on tactics a lot more. It sort of feels like, you know how in early Naruto chapters before it all became about who could fire bigger jutsus? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to do like... like uh, they have to do like uh, I place a bomb here and then trick you into going there and then something yeah. explodes and then you get hurt. Um, like when every battle was like Shikamaru's versus Tamari. Right. Yeah. yeah something like that is is much it's much more appealing and the, he's and the and the author just stays consistent to that. Of uh, course. Like I I I don't think it's a big sport to say that at by the end of it I don't think Edward is is like multi times uh, multiple times stronger than what he is right now i would but, but uh as you can see in the series most of the enemies that they'll face get stronger are definitely like stronger than them physically per se. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah i think never be able to overpower them that's why he'd have to i mean the best example is somebody like alphonse like he's a suit of armor so it's not like he could grow more muscles or something so he doesn't get physically stronger he's already at at the physical peak that he is right now mm-hmm. um, for sure so no yeah, no, I, I totally agree with Max, uh, with what Max said just there. It's constantly a question of outsmarting the people who are better than you in terms of strength and ability. And I think that's uh, that was really well put, Max. Yeah. Okay, Let's. I guess we can move on to Chapter 2. Actually, there's something in Chapter 1 I want to say. That they did better in the anime. Oh, really? It was, it was really? for the, 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 the lover of Rose. Oh, okay. Oh, I remember. Yeah, because yeah, no, no. they put her there in the story, sort of, but like I don't find her that like great. Okay. She's just kind of a believer. 
and like there's her lover who's dead he's gonna bring back but they they show her lover being like his soul was put into a parrot oh i remember oh my god you made me remember this yes 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 this i do not remember this this. is i think the the 2003 one though yeah exactly oh my god he he was like yeah he he gives oh my god and like at one point, he just like dies off because I well, don't, I don't remember that at all. Wow, <laughs> that is wild. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying the fir- the original anime is so much darker than what it has to be. That, like, even like, oh my god, even from the first, um, the first, yeah, the yo, first, you just blow one's mind really right strong. now. Dude. I no, I, it's so not that he blew my mind. He, I, I had that like buried so deep in my psyche. Oh in man. my memories that he just fucking excavated it. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh my god. I don't even remember that. That's yeah, that's so, wild. Uh, if you go and check out like the for 2003 version just the first episode like that's really We should definitely it revisit added, that. Just watch that the three of us. And like her trauma. Yeah, right. It, it lessened the blow almost. No, I admit it's so much more worse. Yeah, exactly. It made it like whatever. It, it was weird. It's a weird touch for sure. Uh, oh, I guess goodness. one last foreshadowing is I think he, he he says like somebody flew too close to the sun, which is obviously the Icarus saying. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I actually well go ahead with what you were gonna say. Yeah, I think that's also just some foreshadowing of what's about to come ahead. Uh, what mm-hmm. were you about to say? Well, I was just, I was just about to build on what you said. Is that uh, before we move on to chapter two, I feel like the references and the themes in this manga are 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 very clearly and beautifully displayed early on, and you know they come back the recurring themes, and that's something that uh, I brought up with the dogs of the army, um, the dogs of the army saying. But I, I really appreciate how the author took the time to carefully build this so well, because these 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 little seeds that she plants in terms of themes and concepts like. Uh, the, 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 the parallel with Icarus, I feel like it's very well woven in the story. But I, I also see it sometimes in more subtle things. And this just might be me, um, you know, interpreting it, interpreting it differently. But I feel like uh, Ed's notes about what makes a human being, which I talked about earlier, I feel like it, it displays his stubbornness, his stubbornness a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, his refusal to not act in defiance of the God in air quotes of the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's just he, – he, as soon as <clears> – <throat> I feel like him having the notes just shows that despite all the trauma that's happened to him, he's not willing to give up, which can show an admiral, you know, headstrong attitude, but it, it can also show uh, stubbornness. And these are themes that are present, you know, and they're sprinkled throughout the story, and I think it's really nice. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, do you think so? Yeah. Well, I, I'm just re- revisiting it right now. Like, uh, like the saying, the saying isn't like put in forcibly. Like the, like I'm looking the Leto guy. Well, the Le- the, the sun god is called Leto, so it's mm-hmm. like flying too close to the sun, and there's a sun god. Exactly. You see, it's like it can be subtle, but it's there. And I just when you when you when you see it, it's it makes you appreciate the story so much more. Right. Uh, I think we can move on to chapter two. Sure. So, Max, will you entail us with what happens? So, chapter two is a continuation of chapter one, naturally. Oh, okay. So, they continue mm. to face off against a god, against the high priest. Mm-hmm. But they also flash back to their childhood, where oh, they were man. trying to bring the mother back. And of what happened, which is 
Alphonse lost his body, and Edward lost his arm and his leg. So this is a big point in the story, because this is where they lose a lot of their sanity and hope. And they lose the chance to bring back their mother, because what they brought back isn't exactly human, per se. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I think there's a lot to like. Um, so just, uh, this isn't going to... I, uh, this isn't the f- the full origin story, and I think next week when we dive into uh, chapters six to twenty-five, it's like it does a better roundup of what exactly happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing I really wanted to note is that in like the fifth or sixth page, you can see the Alphonse suit right next to a different suit, and I think that all that really means that there was a fifty-fifty chance that Alphonse was going to be in the other suit. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I would have hated that suit. <laughs> that suit so not I was probably the author designing Alphonse's character and seeing the first and second design, and she was like, "Yeah, that first one's gross. Let's move on to <laughs> let's move on to bigger and better things here." Yeah, I think uh, that was really funny. Um, uh, uh, well, honestly, just before we continue for these uh, for these next couple chapters until chapter five, for obvious reasons, there. I feel like what the these chapters show is more of not the same uh, in terms of uh, plot and context, but in terms of themes and stuff. And we learn a lot about the personalities of the characters itself, mm-hmm. like the characters themselves rather. Uh, like like for instance, in chapter two, when he uh, cons that that government official and you know sells the deed to the villagers for you know practically, I guess in terms you could say peanuts. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, all he did was trade the piece of paper for a free meal or whatever it was. Um, You know, just to develop the characters, I feel like that's what these next few chapters do. You know, Mm -hmm. like, while they're intelligent and they seem, you know, uh, asshole-ish, I guess, or at least Ed does, he's always going to end up doing the right thing. And I feel like that's kind of important in the main character, because otherwise you can't really relate to him and you can't really, you know vote for him I guess like vouch for him right or encourage him does that make any sense yeah I think I understand what you're trying to say mm. um well he's trying to do everything he can but like through proper channels yeah exactly he that's exactly he's being a scumbag but in his own way he doesn't want to outright defy but he'll do it in- yeah exactly like he's not gonna he he uh, he follows that saying of uh, you know give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day teach a man a fish and he'll never go hungry you know yeah. so he doesn't want to make them money because it won't solve their problems and you know obviously the villagers and the reader are led to believe that he's kind of of a scumbag for doing that but you know he turns around and does that uh, he he turns the stone and the gold bars or whatever it is and then he returns just for the free meal and it's right. a party well, I guess one one easy way to say is if he were a D and D character. Uh, do you think he would be like lawful, new- <laughs> lawful neutral, lawful? He good? is chaotic good to the max, my chaotic dude. good to the max. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right. On the greater end of chaotic. So all this happens in chapter three, but back to chapter two. Yeah, sorry about right. that. Well, no, wait. Yes, it's. Oh, you're absolutely right. That is chapter three. Sorry about that. That's I got right. confused. They intro. They sh- she shows her style in the fighting that they do. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I find is actually really awesome. 
<laughs> she does great work. Like the transmutation, like they show sort of the building of the Gatling gun. Oh, can we oh, just talk just... about how he he transmute his arm into a blade? I think that was funny. At uh, uh, the end there. Uh, yeah, like midway, midway through the chapter, uh, and then uh, Edward transmutes his automail arm into a blade. Yeah, yeah because yeah, it's yeah. obviously just metal. Uh-huh. And I just think, like, you can see, like, she takes some fun with this scene because uh, mm-hmm. the facial expression and and how everything is is like planned out. Yeah, this is the shark blade, isn't it? Yeah, the shark blade. The sh- yeah, yeah, the weird shark blade. <laughs> um, at the same time, you can see he make more simple like walls and stuff like that. So there's like a mix of both melee and and like long range stuff. Um, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah I feel it, like you're like you both are saying. I feel the combat going back to you know having to strategize and stuff. I feel the combat is very smart. It's not too. It's not over the top. You know, despite the fact that there's science magic. Um, right. So like in in most animes or mangas, I think like when he pulled out a machine gun. The art, the the mangaka would just made the main character pull out an even bigger gun, mm-hmm. and it'd just be yeah. like a, a big gun stare down. Instead, mm-hmm. like they or like treat... a small gun, but he'd be more skilled or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I think like running away and putting up a wall is probably the best idea, and he does that. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly, it's all really cleverly planted. The choreography is nice, like Max said. The you know the the combat itself and the the style in which they fight is really cool. Yeah. I think nothing but praise, honestly. Did, did you guys? Do you guys have any negative things to say about these first two chapters or first three chapters, rather? Um, first two chapters. Let's see. I, I did find that sometimes I don't know if she does it on purpose, um, but the backgrounds are sometimes either empty or really detailed. I don't know if that's intentional. Uh, maybe it's just a time-saving thing. Um, mm. That's not something I noticed, but I do understand what you're saying. Like, uh, it, most yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, no, no. Go ahead. I I couldn't hear you. You cut off. Like, I mean, some corridors just don't have any. Yeah, there's like pointless. They're like non-ending. There are no doors in the, like later on mm. or something. So okay, that's a little strange. But right, yeah. That's what. That's pretty much what I meant. Um, overall, I really like it. Uh, one way, one thing I really do appreciate is how, without changing the facial expression of uh, Alphonse's helmet, he's still able to convey emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, so depending on the angle that you see him, so for example, uh, when Alphonse first wakes up and finds his brother without an arm and a leg, uh, he's like laying down and he could tell that he's like showing empathy and compassion. Right. Uh, on the other hand, when he's talking to the priest, he goes like, you know, the, the come at me fingers and he looks <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so his whole body language, but she, she portrays that really well, his body language. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Without, I agree. without I agree changing completely. the facial expression. I or whenever completely. it's awkward, she sort of blurs him out. Yeah, exactly. She makes him like thoughts. a little doofy looking peg yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think that's really funny. But I totally agree with you guys. Uh, she uses the art beautifully to, de- to demonstrate how he's feeling with like a, a like when he found Elric uh, without a leg and an arm. He's he has those shaky lines around him, and he's visibly panicking. And when uh, when we get to chapter five, we won't say what, but at some point he looks really intimidating. You know, he's the one who's keeping control of the situation, but at the same time, if he warns he warns uh, another character that if they push the matter any further, he won't hesitate to kick their ass, basically. Right. Yeah. And then, like, whenever you see his just the the face of the helmet 
without hit the eyes, it also signifies like he's in deep thought and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. I think I agree completely. Which is uh, incredibly impressive without change ever changing the facial expression of for of sure. The character. That, that's mastery of bodily proportions and just body language itself. Like Max and you were saying, it's it's really it's really smart. I like it. Um. So I guess we could sort of quickly go over the plot twist of the of the chapter, which is that it's a fake philosopher's stone, and then his his transmutation backfires like midway through something. So that's oh, arm dude, can becomes. We, can we talk about that hand? Oh, that it is, is so gross. <laughs> It's so nasty. Not to mention one of the one of the tubes just leads out from into his arm and out, but it's a hollow tube. So how is blood not pouring out of that tube? And then there's like That's... yeah, his fourth and his fifth finger are like metallic now. Like metallic yeah, bits. it's yeah. Uh, those, those are nitpicks. It's just it's really nasty, and I think it it goes to sh- it effectively shows how alchemy can very much go wrong if handled poorly. Well, I think it's just that this guy took a shortcut, and then like some—it's pretty much the Icarus thing. It's the Icarus thing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that goes to—that goes to build the system or the power system of alchemy itself. You know, just to show that there are limits, and you can't just cheat your way to being powerful and stuff like that. Right. Um, I do appreciate that Edward like summons. Well, he like wakes up the statue to beat the guy with. Yeah, that was that was funny. I like that. Oh my god, that was really funny. And then it pretty much ends with, uh, well, it doesn't end. Well, like, uh, there's like the final scene with Rosa where he asks him, he he asks her to stand up and walk because yeah, she that's has perfect a... legs to stand on. That's the thing where it came. <laughs> that's a, that's like a shot of himself right there. Her. Like it wasn't. It's like her at that end scene doesn't seem like that's super important. Like mm-hmm. her loss but... and everything because well. You don't have really connection with her. She was just there the whole time in the background seeing them kick yeah. ass. I will say, though, Max, I do agree with your statement before that that scene is really powerful, you know, compared to the anime that just made the boyfriend a, like a parrot or whatever. The plot it, the plot in this manga is really – it ends on the, on a really powerful note with that, it, you know, and it leads to greater questions like what do you do when you lose the only thing you could have held on to? You know, what do you do when you lose your rock? And, you know, I think Ed says it perfectly. You just – you get up. You have two leg. You have two legs. You could walk on. You get up and you move on. Yeah. I think that's a really great message right there. Yeah, and then uh, the the chapter just ends with the introduction of two characters that will become uh, more important later on. Um, exactly. Yes. Yes. And that goes back to what we were saying before about the introduction of you know concepts and themes and the, and and characters and plot uh, elements early on in the story. Right. So like we learned that this stone was given to him by them. So we understand that there's a higher power. Um, exactly. We know these two mysterious figures, and like we see an alchemy symbol on one's chest and one's tongue. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and, and it goes back to the world building again, and you're curious to find out who these people are and what it means, you know. And then we see like a power difference because the lady just one shots him. <laughs> yeah, with her Wolverine nails. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Gets him right in the fucking cue ball. It's hilarious. So I think um, in terms of villains, this is a great introductory one. Like, mm-hmm. this guy is so easily hateable. Um, oh, my God, yeah. He's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's such an ass. You know, reading back, I I honestly forgot what the what, – not what the plot was because I knew where it ended, obviously. But I forgot what the – The midpoints? Yeah, I forgot the little plot points that happened. I swear to God, I, I thought for a sec that – 
him and Rose were doing some nasty shit, you know? Like, he w- she was doing favors oh. to fucking get her boyfriend back. And I was oh, like... Oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, there's no way the manga is this dark. I can't be remembering this right. Yeah, one and thing is that this is a shonen manga. Exactly, so they can't... Re- well, you know, in recent times, man, shonen manga gets dark. Have right. you seen uh, Goblin Slayer? Yeah, I see. Wait, is oh, shonen? Wow, yeah. Sure that beginning is That beginning is wild, man. That's yeah, cra- um, and it doesn't stop getting dark either. Like, you see know, that like, shit. Like we're not gonna say it, but you see that often. It happens a lot, and it's weird. Well, not weird, but it, it's dark. You know, it's yeah. although it is weird. But I whatever. mean, that's why the Goblin Slayer is the Goblin Slayer. Then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, there you go. So you know, I wouldn't pa- I wouldn't put it past a shonen manga to do that. Be- maybe from the time it was a little risque. And yeah, this is two thousand one. Yeah, so maybe then it was you know censorship was a big thing I guess with manga and people had to play it a little safer. But I mean nowadays the shonen manga could do pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess you know? we can move on to chapter three. I think of all the chapters we're gonna read today, uh, chapter three is the least consequential. But it does yeah, it some just, world building. Exactly, it's just a bit of world building, and like I said, it serves to develop the characters and their personalities and stuff. And I feel it's the same with chapter four, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, four. Yeah, yeah, chapter four is yeah, it's sort of similar. Um, so I'm not gonna ask Max to to sort of summarize the chapter because it's sort of like, went through that. yeah, it's sort of like yeah. a mix between the one shot. It takes some notes from the one shot with an evil like uh, military man at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think this this chapter does help answer the question. Um, you know where exactly this place is in terms of timeline. Um, you can see like there's a steam train. There's, like, mines and stuff like that. Yeah, this is, like, Industrial Revolution age time is what this is. Like, post-World War II, like Max was saying. Right. Uh, we can see that, you know, there's these guys don't like the military guys. Uh, there's the dogs of the army. With good reason. Yeah, For obvious reasons. Yeah, exactly. There's dogs of the army that the term comes back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But I think that the dogs of the army is probably just a general term for the people that just don't like the army. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's that's not the like thing. just them. It's probably more people. Cause... It's it's not just them, but they call everyone in the army this. But it goes deeper than that because Ed and Al are are almost, I guess you could say, being used by the army to advance their affairs. They joined the army because they needed yeah. access to more knowledge and they needed more, you know, working space to be able to find their bodies again. Yeah. And and this is just a, a, a consequence of that. Now, to be fair, I think this won't spoil anything, but I don't think Alphonse ever officially joined the army, though. Alphonse uh, never... I think, I, think you're, I think you're right. He's not, that's right. why, like, in this chapter especially, like, the reason why he's not thrown out is that he's, he doesn't work for the army. He's just yeah, you're like a right. tag-along. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He never becomes a state alchemist. Is that what they Probably, call him? Is yeah. he like a national alchemist? What do they call them it's in like the matter? It's like a national or state. They, they, they I think they use it interchangeably. Yeah, they use it interchangeably. Yeah, there you go. Uh, one thing yeah. that we learn about Alphonse is that he doesn't need to eat. True. That's a... Yeah, exactly. It's just more I mean, character traits and stuff. empty shell... I, uh, yeah, you the food wouldn't go anywhere. You know, I, I, it, would it be a spoiler to talk more about Alphonse and the effects of him living in this armor or being trapped in the armor? No, because, I, I don't think that's necessarily. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, because that leads into another interesting point, uh, which is, 
he can't he doesn't need to eat or he can't eat rather and but he doesn't die of hunger obviously because he's just an animate object yeah. but he also doesn't sleep and i feel like, like that's such a super interesting aspect because like what does the mind do if you just have 8 hours to yourself of doing nothing like right, a regular so person like... would die yeah, right? but you sure that's a fact is he just soul cuz it's just Right. Yeah, no, that that's that goes without saying, obviously, and he doesn't get sleepy and he doesn't feel that. But I mean, can you imagine just having eight hours of the day to yourself where you can't talk to anyone and it's just quiet and you're just sitting in a room waiting for you know your brother to wake up? Because right. it's that, like it's that's like how um, you operate. Like I'm pretty sure all of us have once at least at a certain point thought like you know I wish I didn't need to sleep and I could just keep going for it. but like hmm. it, that's only cool for like a day or two and then at the third day you essentially just go crazy. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, well, Alphonse they... technically doesn't have like a sense of stamina per se. Right. Okay. So he can't technically feel fatigue. He never feels fatigue, but I think he still feels time, though. That's the thing. He's the, yeah. the, the passage of time does have an effect on the on the brain. But I'd he doesn't assume. have a brain. He's just a soul. Well, we're not going to talk about it because anyway, it's fine. We'll, we'll go. We'll get back okay. to that point. Because <laughs> um... you anyway. <laughs> Right. I think this chapter does set a few extra laws. Like, I think in, in the earlier chapters, they said, like, uh, a one-for-one one is a law. Um, yeah, exact this one trade is you or can't, equivalent this exchange. This you can't, you can't transmute gold, so you can't make yourself rich. Yeah, because it's illegal. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's what I was saying about the rules being much more concise post-one-shot. And I think that it's, it's just really smart and a carefully uh, constructed power system uh, power system can go a long way to making your manga go from good to great. Right. Also, they also showcase that the, the what we were talking about before, of like time transmutation. Mm-hmm. He went back to change it physically. It didn't just disappear after like half an hour. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's totally true. Uh, one last thing is that this sort of helps establish like the ranks. Uh, so like, um, even though this dude is the the the, the main bad of this chapter. Is like uh, a pretty much the rich guy. Um, mm. Like even he has to bow down to a state alchemist. Yeah, right. He's pretty unimportant in terms of military ranking and stuff. Right. Which, by the way, can we take a second to talk about how crisp that pocket watch looks? <laughs> looks so nice. I'm pretty sure if you go on Etsy, you could get something like that. Dude, I'm I'm tempted. I'm gonna start dressing like that just so I can have a pocket watch in my in oh my, my breast pocket. What do you think that is? It's like so a nice. it's like a lion with a like a dolphin. It's like a I, don't, I, don't, lion. I don't even know. I just love the design. There's like a pentagram behind it. It's great. It's super cool. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> chapter four. Well, moving on because I I mean we pretty much covered everything that happens in this chapter, right? Right. Uh, so chapter four is the train one, right? Yeah, chapter four yeah. is the train robbery. Um, well, I don't think we need taking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we need to summarize this much. Um, it's it's pretty straightforward. There's a bunch of guys. There's a train hijacking and yeah. they're trying to... D&D side quest. <laughs> right. <laughs> pretty much. is just... Yeah, but, you know, I it, I feel like these early chapters, aside from the, you know, the big ones, the important ones like the first and the, the fifth, which we're about to talk about, it just, you know, serves to further explain the rules of alchemy and develop the world a little more as well as the characters and their personalities. Right. So we get like a first look at, um, Mustang Roy and, and, uh, true. Is it Hawkeye true. or is it, uh, yeah, Hawkeye. I think it's Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, Hawkeye. Yeah. The girl. Oh, right, 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 right. 
thought you were thinking about but the dude with the glasses. I was like, about how lack the security was around the colonel. Like, the yeah, got to him casually. This well, guy I don't is, like, th- pretty high ranked, and he I don't think. I just don't think they need to worry that much about him. <laughs> he just, I mean, he's he's, uh, he's he must sick. Be not that great. I mean, he he just fight. He bodied that dude who hijacked the train in one hit. Yeah. He was fine. Um, I guess what's really cool is that we see more auto mail. Um, yes, this guy true. has a gun for instead of just an arm. He also has a blade oh. or something, no? At the he has a there. what? Here's a what? Gun blade type scenario. Yeah, it was hiding in his gun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like cool character design stuff. But you know what? That does bring up an interesting point that I wanted to talk about, and it's um, it's the fact that kind of like uh, Jutsu and Naruto and stuff, alchemy can be personalized to your style right. or the way you prefer to use it, which I think is super cool, and it makes the characters unique. Uh, and it, it's the same thing for auto mail because we do see a lot of auto mail people, you know, down the line. And I am not going to lie, some of these side characters, if not for their automail parts, like one has an eye or whatever, and one yeah, has, a, really you know, just boring. a bulk, it, well, it'd be hard to differentiate them because they're only on this, you know, they're only in the manga for a few pages or a few chapters. So if you forget who's who, then it could be a little confusing. But I feel like that was a really smart way to differentiate your characters. Right. I think um, one perfect example is really just the last page um, in terms of personalized, like, alchemy. Uh, mm. So we have Mustang Roy, who announces himself as the Flame Alchemist, which we'll recognize that uh, Edward is the Full Male Alchemist, and this guy's the Flame one. Um, mm-hmm. So you get an idea of what he could do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It gives a little, like, a little sneak peek at what they're capable of. I think that's just great. Also, like, there's like different qualities uh, of metal. So, like, uh, Edward's arm is, is better quality than this guy's uh, gun. So he cuts it like in half, like a clean cut. Right. Right, 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 so that's right. Really that's neat true. Too. That's really cool. Max, well, I mean, you know, we're asking Max as if he doesn't really know the series, but he does. Right. Because he's read this, this is, one. This is like his, his first real time reading through. So he, but you've read, oh, that's you've, true. You've seen the series. I've seen it all, but. That's true. Well, what did you think of the, the actual designs in the manga of the uh, Automail? I thought his when he transformed, his hand, sort of the sword, it was, mm. more, it was more closely what they did in the anime. Okay. So uh, I could. It's, it's clean. It's a clean sort of like, kind of sort of like a arm guard cover that just becomes pointy. Right. So I thought totally. that could that could have used that could have been a bit better, but. Just, okay. It's, it's fine. So you prefer it in the anime, is what you're saying? Well, no, because in the anime you see it in motion. Here you just see it as like a quick pick, and sometimes it's not the whole thing. So I thought, it's okay. Okay. Um, okay. It looks like a shield. It looks like what uh, what's his face, Captain America has in the in the war in Wakanda. Like oh, I get you. Thing. I get you. <laughs> the the right. Black Panther shield. I get you. Yeah. Okay, I can see what you're saying. I can definitely see what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's obviously easier to to showcase something if it's in motion. Yeah. Okay, I can get that. That's fine. I guess uh, we can also just do a quick run of uh, like the relationship between both state alchemists. Like uh, Edward is not happy to see Roy, so you yeah, get an idea he's that his underling. yeah, he's right. technically ranked higher, but they have the same title and stuff. Uh, yeah, and I think Roy sort of knows um, Edward's background. Like he says, like you still haven't restored yourself, mm-hmm. uh, so he knows that Edward has this goal of bringing back his arm and leg. 
Yeah, because exactly, you can tell that the, this character is uh, not only invested in the Elric Brothers story like we are, but he he has a part to play in it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the rivalry, or the rivalry, if you can call it that, is really cute. It, it's it, more it, like the brothers want their freedom, so they probably don't want to get ordered. Yeah, and he's like their older brother telling them, shut up, you can't do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that makes for interesting... Uh, you know, uh, interaction character options. Dynamic. Exactly. It's a very nice character dynamic uh, as opposed to if, you know, they just got along. And there's nothing wrong with characters who get along, but I feel like there's just more to work with when there's a bit of a conflict, you know, no matter how minor, how, you know, trivial it is. Now, I haven't watched too much of the anime, but I do remember the first time they introduced uh, Roy Mustang and then when, mm-hmm. he, when he snaps his finger, that was a really, yeah. really nice scene. I think that's, at least in that specific scene, it's uh, done better in the anime because uh, wasting like four frames to do one snap is a little heavy. It's a bit much. Yeah, it is. But it's you know it goes it goes right back to what we were saying before about how it's easier to display things when they're in motion. You know, right. obviously it's easier to show that somebody's snapping if you just do it in motion and it takes three frames. But you know those three frames have to be presented in a still manga as well. And you know if that's what it takes, then that's what you have to do. Right. Um. I think the last thing is that he has a really cool glove. I love his glove, dude. I love his des- I love the designs in this manga so much. It's so Those good. Michael Jackson style gloves. <laughs> I like it. There's nothing wrong with it. Oh, it's so he true. Like a chap, man. He's flexing it out. Like, he is he has stylish. Sort of cape rope type scenario happening. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, before we move uh, into chapter five, which my god. Um, can we it's talk? Not, oh, I'm goofing. It's not a cape. It's a jacket. It's just... it, it, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's their army coat, and most of the militants have it. But can we talk about how clean the character? Like we talked, I talked about it before. But can we talk about how clean the character design is? Right. I love the character design of this manga. It's really good. Right. Like I think in in um, like for all intents and purposes, these villains in this chapter are pretty throwaway. Mm-hmm. But like the amount of detail and like the facial features that this main bad has. It's yeah. actually really cool. For like most other series, he'd be probably his own. Mm-hmm. Um, every every one of the thugs all have like a distinct face. There's no two that have the same facial features. Yeah. Uh, like different body sizes. Like one of them's fat, one of them's chubby. The other one's like toned as shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's like a really good variation. At the same time, like we already talked about it, like none of them look unbelievable in terms of real life. Like this could be somebody like walk past me on the street and I would be okay. Yeah. I wouldn't look like you'd probably be a little concerned, but you know you could see it. Yeah, exactly. Um, none of them have like perfectly perfect faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. You you say all that, but now I'm looking at a picture of Mustang. I'm like, his face is so plain. Yeah. Except for his eyes. Dude. Like, Mustang. that's the only real detail of his face. And Fucking like, Mustang's <laughs> a snack, dude. Don't even start. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Well, I, I will say it's really impressive on, before we move on. It, I think it's really impressive um, that the artist can fit so many, so many details that stand out in so limited a space, you know? Like all, when all you have to work with is a coat, they they manage to put the sleeve. They they manage to have that 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 nice little uh, that the nice folds. little yeah that little fold that flips over the buttons. I guess you can. I don't know what it is, what or what it's called. You know, you. Oh, can you mean see, at the collar? 
Yeah, just the, just under their their neckline, there oh, is okay. that there is that that flap that goes over their coat for to protect the buns or whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but I really like it. And that you know, it's the sleeves are rolled as well, and there's nice lining around the whole like all the coats and the pockets. And I like how uh, every state alchemist on their design, you can see their their the chain of their watch hanging out. Right. Yeah, yeah that's the a really chain nice touch. Makes it looks so much better. I must. Yeah. Right. It almost exactly. makes me want to get one of those. Right? It's great. Right. Uh, one last thing. Like, we sort of touched about this uh, last chapter, but Alphonse, in, where he, on, in the scene where he, like, bumps his fist, has, like, shadowing on his eyes. That makes him mm. look so much more intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> even though he keeps, he keeps like, the, the teeth thingies, even that looks a little derpy, but he still looks intimidating. Um, <laughs> it does look derpy. I just noticed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the I thought it looks great, dude. I love it. All it's right, awesome. Yeah, overall, well, I guess one last thing is that um, I already said that these guys are pretty inconsequential. Would you guys have wanted to make this have a reason to be here? Like the hostage scenario, there's no like because mainly because I've been looking at a lot of Final Fantasy like seven stuff recently. Okay. Um, one, I don't know if you guys ever played it, but there's like a terrorist group called Avalanche, which your main character plays as, and like, I, I, in most manga series, like this would probably be like, oh, we're um, we're the black eye patches, and we're here to do something, and then somewhere down the line, like, oh, he caught my guy, um, but we'll have to do something else. Do you guys want to expand on this, or do you think this is fine? Just make this as a one of. I think one of is enough. They're just mm-hmm. there to put uh, Edward and uh, Colonel in the same ending, so that they can follow up on the story with them. They're just you're 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 talking strictly about the bandits, yeah? Yeah, I'm yeah. talking strictly about bandits. Okay, I get you. Um, well, I agree with Max that like you know you can't have every villain become important, right? Um, Especially and... at the start. Exactly. Yeah. You already introduced those two before, right? So you're going to introduce another important mm-hmm. villain now? And you know, it, that's that's probably why they made that villain look so... Uh, they made him stand out, you know? They, they gave him a unique design, or the artist gave her gave him a unique design with the eye patch and the ponytail and the, the automail arm. Mm-hmm. It, I feel, you know, as much as you want to plan out your whole story as a writer, not that I'm a writer or anything, but, you know, I, I assume as much as you want to plan out the whole story... You know, uh, in this type of format where your chapters are being released monthly, uh, based on based on views and <clears throat> and you know character popularity, mm-hmm. you don't know maybe that that one character could have come back. But you know, seeing as how he served his purpose, uh, which was you know to to give uh, El, the Elrics a, a conflict and then to have them meet Colonel Mustang, like he served his purpose. Right. If ever he needed to come back, he could have. Right, so like I'm just saying, like you know the scene where they they finally catch the guy and they're like holding his head down, like in almost yeah. any other series, like I'll get you for this instead of like who are you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then like that'd just be something to work on. Anyway, I think overall this chapter, like the last chapter, wasn't too overly consequential. All it really did is help um establish the world, introduce two. Uh, I guess there's a little more than two, but two bigger characters. Yeah, the the more important character. Can we just what the hell is his name with the glasses? Uh, what, what, what is his? Is it Fox Hawkins? What is his Hammond? name? No, Hammond? No, 
guy with Havoc, glasses. Havoc is, is um, the guy who's like taller than Roy Mustang in, in one of the panels, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Havoc is the, the glasses new... where? He's the black hair and the glasses. He has a daughter. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, uh, you mean the doctor? No, 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 no. I, I know what you're no, talking about. No. He's like another major or something. Yeah, 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 major oh, or something. I don't think he's name? revealed yet, though. Is Why do you want to talk about that? I, I'm just curious as to his name because I always forget it. No, I don't think. But I, I love think... his character. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we'll this comes up just yet. Yes, I but think... he shows up in in the in the fourth chapter briefly. No, he no, yeah, he does. no, no. You're looking at you're looking at another guy with black hair, glasses. That's uh, just an assistant guy. Yeah. He's like oh, a, okay. He's like a radio officer. Okay. Okay. Then forget I said anything. It's time. Yeah, it's time to put our big boy pants on. Wait, no, you mean little boy pants? So I could pee in these. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh um, man. So, well, you want you I, could start us off. Go ahead. Yeah, I think the best way would just be that um, there's a little overview. They do a debriefing session, um, so they talk about sort of what's happening here and there, uh, and then he pretty much has no more leads to help find a way and by he I mean Edward he has like no more leads to find a way how he could um fix his body and fix his uh his brother's body so he asks like if you know anybody who's who knows more about like specifically about like body changing alchemy and then he gets introduced through Roy to this guy called Show Tucker the life binding alchemist um and this alchemist mm. specializes in creating chimeras and more specifically his most uh, his his finest work is that he created a chimera that can talk. If we go back to chapter one, we sort of remember that a chimera is just like a mix of two animals or something, uh, two or more animals. Yeah, two and, creatures or whatever. Yeah, two species. Yeah, yeah, there two species. Uh, so this the fact that he can he created something that can talk is actually quite rare. Uh, they do foreshadow. <laughs> he said that his past creation, he created a, a a chimera that only said, "I want to die." Oh my god. Uh so anyway, oh, fuck this chapter, man. God. Uh, sucks, but they, I love it. They go to the house. Uh Roy brings them to the house actually. So uh Ed immediately meets uh, a dog. I forget the dog's name. I think it's like Alex. Alexander. Alexander. Alexander, yeah. And then this little girl called Nina and then finally to Show Tucker himself. Jesus. Uh Show Tucker has like a really messy household because he doesn't have a wife, and then uh, he but he has like files that he's done research on. So he so Edward pretty much asks if he's allowed to look through them. Um, we see that in like the the closet, he has tons of other species of animals like locked up, probably because he likes to create chimeras for fun. Um, well, for his research, yeah, for his research. He does it, you know, it's a hobby. <laughs> that would be this would make this even worse. Yeah, right. So anyway. while while he's he's doing like a quick study, uh Show Tucker receives a call saying that he's gonna get evaluated. So he's like it's like exam day tomorrow and he needs to do something for show. So he's like, Okay, um I need to do this and I need my full attention. I probably need you to go home and come back tomorrow. So Edward's like, Alright, I get you had to do that and I had to do this, so I'll come back tomorrow. Uh <laughs> This is so hard. <laughs> so he comes back tomorrow, and oh, then God. he finds uh, he finds shows laying down. He's like, "I did it! I created another camera that can talk." He's like, "Oh, really? You did it?" So he goes up to the camera and he's like, uh, "Um," and then the camera sort of like talks to him, 
he says like um yeah, uh, he asks for his name or whatever yeah, he asks for his name and he, he calls him Edward he's like oh and then he's like he's impressed cause he the the camera re- retains like information oh god and can repeat it back like sort of like a parrot well uh, sort of like a parrot uh, and, then, and then he says, oh. "Mister," and then it clicks. Well, I think I think and he I says, "I think I think in the actual Japanese version, she says uh, Nissan." Oh. I don't know why it said Mister, but Nissan is like older brother, so I think that's what she said right, in the I, original. Oh, God, it's such a hard scene. And then, um, pretty much, uh, Edward, Edward was oh. always skeptical about how this guy can create a, a chimera that can talk. Since his wife two years ago, right? So he's like, um, "When was the last time you you create a talking chimera?" The show Tucker answers like two years ago, and then he's like, "And when did your wife leave?" And he's like, two years ago." And then he just puts two and two together and realizes this this monster in front of him is actually like the Nina and and the dog Alexander that he met yesterday fused together. But did you mention that Nina was Tucker's daughter? By the way, did yeah, you I mention did, I did. that. Okay. Oh yeah. fuck the hey, yo Max Max did you watch the anime in Japanese? Cuz I know you wanted. did. Uh no, I wa- I watch on white TV sorry. Oh. Okay, damn. I remember But cause... like they spent so much time on the relationship like they were together for days. They yeah, they hyped that up. That was a dick move, man. And then all was... of a sudden they did that and I was like, "Oh, it's oh. so awful." Hey, yo, you want you watched in Japanese, yeah? Yeah, I I watched in Japanese. Hey, yo, yo, what do you feel when I say this? Edo <clears throat> wado I'm taking off my, my headphones right now. I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, it sucks. I, I hate think, it. I think the worst thing in the anime is that uh, they, they sort of made the the chimera retain, like, the speech patterns of Nina. Yeah. Oh, but, like, with a, di- like a, a distorted voice. So you, it's you could... so bad. Oh, it's also... And then, like, we could see that the dog really loves Nina and the, Nina really loves the dog. But, like, I don't think either of them wanted this. It gets even worse, right? Because after after Tucker's arrested for that illegal, it, it, first, firstly illegal, secondly uh, horrible right. act that he committed, he gets killed by this new character who's introduced, yeah, and he becomes important later. Uh, Thank God. Yeah, but we don't know his name. He's just this mysterious uh, man uh, who just shows up and kills the guards who are watching Tucker, kills Tucker sees the chimera who starts crying because Tucker's dead and it calls him dad. Yeah. And 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 this mysterious man just kills the chimera too and it's horrible. It's, it's just it's it's the worst. Oh. It's so bad. I think this is the moment where readers are officially invested. This I is could, the moment that I makes could tell or break. You guys for sure in the original anime this is where I dropped the anime. Yeah, this this makes or break a Full Metal Alchemist. You dropped for sure. I dropped. Well, this is back in two thousand three, where I was like yeah. eight years old. Dude, this shit is scary. It's it's scary and it's it's just so disturbing. Ugh. I stomach. It's... I remember stomaching through the parrot boyfriend, but I could not stomach this. <laughs> it was so bad. It uh-huh. was, well, having watched it recently, Max, what do you think about it? I mean, it brings up old memories. <laughs> old old trauma memories. It was oh, like man. when I saw him take care of the dad. Like now, I'm like, good job. But before, I was like, oh my god, you oh. didn't need to take the dog too. I'm honestly, it's I, like a saving grace. Now, like I think it's, I think, I think it's good that he took care of the dog for what he believes. 
Because mm. it's like everything that's not God's creation should not yeah. be allowed. Uh-huh. And so this was just unfortunate. And Nina living inside the dog and the dog living with Nina seems... So do you think... It's a problem. Are there person... Nah, I really don't want to... Are there personalities <laughs> merged? Or is it I just Nina so. in I... the dog's body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Nina's the prevailing mind. That's why it can talk, That's right? why it can learn. Yeah. But oh, oh god. All right. Um listen, I I don't have too much to say about Yo, this chapter that's already been said. Right. Like it's nice. Oh dude, <sighs> I'm just looking back so right bad. now and the dog is like and That's that's <laughs> another thing. I'm actually here. Wait, cuz Alexander's a dude, right? Yes. Is no, the no, Chimera no, now no, a boy? This. No, we're not doing this. <laughs> oh, you thinking like cause... like because Nina's a girl, but the dog's a boy. So is it a boy now? We know Alexander it, could be a. Is guy it named... just non-gendered? Uh, is it? I mean, at VJ at this point, like she's in another body. I think that's already a bigger problem than being a guy or a girl. Oh, oh dude, man. I'm looking back right now. Like Nina's like sitting on Alphonse's shoulder. Just stop. <sighs> just stop. Just stop. Okay. It listen. shouldn't be like this. Uh, oh, they were together for days. They weren't just... Well, it, it was a couple days. Was it a couple it days? It was a couple days, but the way that... Because it's only like five five to seven pages, it feels really short. But yeah. each, because of that, each each like little box conveys so much. Oh, I, I feel like it doesn't... Ca- well, it doesn't convey as much as the anime because anime has more time. So then they spread Oh, yeah, then you out. add in some music. Oof. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they, they, you can see more time spent together. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if, the, if, if, the, if the manga hits, like, a, a BB gun, the, 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 the anime itself hits, like, a truck. Like, yeah. it's, it's horrible. Also, can we talk about its feet? I know. It's feet? so gross. It's so off-putting. It's like... It doesn't even look like it has fur. It looks like it's just skin and the hair on its head. It's just yeah. nasty, man. No, it looks the like... The feet are like a spiky Bugs Bunny type scenario. And it's oh, like... God. It's so gross. It's so gross, man. <laughs> oh. Well, anyway, listen. As, as horrible as it is, nobody can deny that this chapter is fucking brilliant. Right, I think if anybody who has gone through the series, this is probably top five moments. Dude, yeah. I think I think it goes past that. Nope. Like chapter five is practically well, this this particular scene or subcontained oh. arc or whatever, it's it's famous. I'd go like I feel like people who haven't seen the show at least know, know this. this moment. Like they know this, they know the show for this moment. You know. I right. will, I, and I will say that you know, while the previous chapters present alchemists as being good or evil, this chapter uh, takes that extra step and blurs the line, makes everything a little grayer, and you can see how even good alchemists can be put in a situation where they do things that are very, very questionable and very, very horrible. But talking about that, they don't explain what would happen to him if he loses his state alchemist. I think he loses funding. If yeah, he loses. That's it. He goes. He just loses, he loses his, his job. His, his, yeah, he loses his source of income. That's all it is. And but you know, it's it's it go. I think it goes beyond that too. Because if you'll remember, when uh, when Ed finds out that you know the Chimera is Nina and Alexander, he attacks Tucker, and yeah, and Tucker draws a parallel between himself and the Elric brothers, and he 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 he. he outwardly expresses how similar they are and you know the more ed starts beating the shit out of him the more he realized that they 
aren't that different, you know, despite the fact that the circumstances were incredibly different. Right, because they both technically sinned. That's the thing. The fact remains that they, you know, the three of them in that room illegally experimented with human life for selfish reasons. Right. I know, and, but they didn't sin by taking human life. They sinned to bring back. Well, you know, if we're going there, he didn't. If we're going there, listen, if we're going there, Nina's technically not dead. Right. It's, Ill it's illegal what he did. What he did is illegal because he experimented with human life, she's, but so uh, did the Elrics. She's reformed. Exactly. Elrics tried to fucking bring somebody back to life, and they created that fucking monstrosity. Which died immediately. Yeah. It couldn't support itself. Exactly, and they did it for you know, self, they did it for self gain. All right, so I, I mean, think... you can't say a hundred percent that the like the the thing he made is necessarily Nina. It just has the capacity to learn words. That's it. But yes, I but think I it mean... has memories though. That's why it says stuff like "Let's play." Exactly. Earlier, she also says "Let's play." Not right. Yeah. Nina's in there somewhere. And, you know, it's like I said, it's very different circumstances, and the angle at which it was approached is drastic how different it is. And it's it's really morbid what Mr. Tucker did. Or Show Tucker, that's his name, right? Show Tucker. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, what, what, what Tucker did was really morbid and gross, but when you think about it, like, the Elrics did something very similar. Well, I think and this guy's just like a workaholic, and then he's like... Exactly. He's it's just past a, that. Yeah, the, just the passion behind his work just led him to just be consumed by it. Whereas the Elrics, it's just, you know, their their selfish reasoning for wanting to bring back their mother led to them being consumed by their own selfishness, just like Tucker. Uh, right. So I think Was part... was he getting punished at the end of this episode? Yeah, he was arrested. He gets arrested. He I gets think arrested. He was on house arrest or something. No, he was well, he was gonna be put in prison, but right. He fucking I mean, did died. they state that out? Or, yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, when, uh, when they're on the stairs and Mustang talks to Ed. Right. I think he mentions it. All right. So I think apart from the big Nina thing, uh, there's a few other things to talk about. Um, so first is that uh, Roy, maybe because he's higher up in the hierarchy, has a file on pretty much all of the state alchemists. Yeah. So we Well, I think he's in charge of the state alchemists. Is that what it is? I don't think so. I think he's like in charge of. Maybe he's in charge he, of. He's like, not in Star because there are a few characters later on that are even higher positions than him. Yeah, you're right. But I, but think I mean, those higher, people aren't. He's a higher well, rank in the army. Okay. I think he's just probably higher ranked than everybody in the file. Yeah. So. I got you. There might be somebody else higher. Yeah, um, it's like his job to look after the people below him, I guess. Right. Uh, we also find out that not every alchemist is, is suited for combat. Like, this guy is pretty much a researcher. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he's more <sighs> suited to being an asshole. Is what he is. <laughs> uh, man, it's so weird having to step sidestep Nina. Oh my god, it's rough, dude. It's rough. You're you're very strong for and having explained that. They show off that last new character that comes in. You guys already talked about the guy with the giant. Skull. Yeah, I mentioned him briefly. Oh well, we also find out there's an evaluation day, like a test day for all these day alchemists, and that yeah. it, it could be make or break for all of them. Mm -hmm. So does does Edward have to take it? I think, think? so. Oh, well, that's yes, yes, because he's not technically doing research that's allowed. So. Well, technically, you know? well, it's not that it's not allowed, but he he is looking in a philosopher's stones. So uh, I guess his reach his his research 
is about can, augmenting. No, no. It can be summed up to that because Philosopher's Stones aren't technically illegal, I don't think. Uh, no. Without wanting to spot, I could tell you that he has to go through an evaluation day, but it, it's not it's not related to Philosopher's Stone. Oh, okay. Well, I don't I don't remember it, but I mean, even then, like the oh, is there that? There's Battle Alchemist and then Research Alchemist. And it's both. possible. I mean, also I the circumstances remember. the circumstances under which he became a state alchemist were very special too. Right. So, um, okay. I think a bigger, a really big one is that by chapter five, this is considered the first failure uh, of the main characters especially in contrast um, with the last chapter where it was like smooth sailing everything was so easy for them the last three chapters man right yeah this one is this one at least to them feels like their first loss oh what a loss it was <laughs> so bad uh, once again, I'm looking at Alphonse's uh, shadowed face with like a glowing eyes. Oh, that is such a beautiful scene. Right, where he threatens that that's what I was talking about, where he threatens Tucker. He like threatens Tucker. Right. That was a great moment right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because like uh, he stops Ed from killing him, basically, and they start walking away, and then Tucker keeps talking that shit. And then Al's like, you better stop talking. Um, So I think another thing is that. Even given the same amount of information, um, all these guys sort of accept the fact differently. Like, Roy Mustang understands what happened, but because he never interacted with Nina, uh, he doesn't have the same emotional burden. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a bittersweet note to end on, that's for sure. Uh I want to state for the record that this is Yuan's fault because he's the one who decided up to when we were reading. <laughs> well, okay. On the other hand, I don't. I didn't want to start next episode off with this. <laughs> True. Yeah, I think that would have been even, that would have been even worse. Uh, okay. I think one last thing is that um, at least this X X four head guy, uh, he says alchemist, like he he references God mm. before killing Sho Tucker. Um, yeah. So. At least there points to that. There's a there's a religion. It's not it's not clear if it's the sun god from chapter one, mm. but there's like a religion at the same time as alchemy. Yeah, it's just uh, honestly, it's just great world building. Mm-hmm. It's just great. I love it. He's he's also tan, so you can see that you know this world is vast and people come from very different places. It's great. I love it. Then he kills Nina. Oh my god. Dude, come on. <laughs> we were just moving back. <laughs> I'm looking at the last panel. You see Nina's dead body next to Show Tucker's arm. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, that's so This ain't up. right. All right. Well, you can go ahead and close this up now. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I'm, I promise you we're not every episode will end as sad as this. Um, no. So we're, we're about an hour and 40 minutes in. It's a, it's a little longer than I expected, but I think we, we did a, a real deep dive into everything. Yeah, this one, this one went deep. I mean, the first one had to be a little deep because we talked about general concepts like art and stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think we hit a lot of good places. I already stated once, but if you want to follow us, uh, next episode we're reading up to uh, episode uh, – not episode. Chapter. And next, next, well, next episode we'll read up to chapter 25. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, That's I, it. I usually try to find a good place to end, and I think the next the 25 is a good place to stop. 
to learn. Leather death, fantastic. Thank you. No, I didn't say right. that. I, I did not. I did not say that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Nina's revenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nina, electric bungalow. Oh, dude. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. If you listened to all of this, yeah. Uh, that's a goodbye from me, Yuan. Oh, VJ signing off. And Max. All right. See you yeah. next week.